Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And welcome back to Tax Insights here with Jeff from Hawkins Ash. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Terry. How are you, sir? We're doing okay, getting closer to the holidays. Yes, that is uh, that is a time that we're in right now. It is crazy because 2020 is almost over. And that's uh, that's our topic today, right? Year-end planning. It, it is. And doesn't it seem like this year was like the longest year in history? <laughs> yes. You know, if you're like many people, um, it felt like this year has lasted just forever. But as we get to the end of the year, you know, there are things that we can still do before December 31st in order to save taxes. So let's let's kind of start, start talking about that. Maybe we'll start with contributions. So I know that that changed because of the CARES Act, correct? It did. Individuals can now take an above-the-line deduction for giving up to $300 to charity before the end of the year. Now, above-the-line basically just means that you don't have to itemize. So as long as you give $300 to, to a charity before the end of the year, you're going to be able to get a tax deduction for that $300. And remember, if you're older than 70 and a half, you can also give a donation to charity and get a full deduction for it, even if you don't itemize. Um, now, there's some rules for doing this. We've talked about it in prior shows, so I would say go back and listen to those um, and make sure you be careful and follow the rules. One item of note here is that you know even though the required minimum distribution rules went to age 72 before you have to start taking out distributions, the qualified charitable distribution rules stayed at 70 and a half. Also, and as a direct result of the CARES Act, you know in the past you could give up to 50% of your income to charity, then it increased to 60%, but for this year, 2020, it actually increased to 100%. You can give up to 100% of your income to charity you know, if you want. In corporations who are normally limited to only 10% of their income, that was increased to 25%. So I know it's a lot, but that's what all happened in, in just regard to, to contributions. Right. So I know last year we talked about retirement plans. Uh, I'm sure that this continues to help individuals, correct? It does because, you know, although I know it's been a tough year for a lot of people, saving for retirement continues to be important. So if you haven't started, this is the time to get going. Start with a small amount, you know, and increase it every year. It's easier to increase once you get started. So, you know, maybe even if you just do 1% or 2% this year, and if you're already doing retirement plans, do an additional 1% or 2% for next year. And if you're already refunding, if you're already funding retirement, remember that the limits increase as you get older. So make sure you take advantage of that, those catch-up provisions. Now, what about HSAs or health savings accounts? You know, I'm a big fan of these. Since you can contribute money today and get a tax deduction this year, but you don't have to spend it before the end of the year. You know, for most of us, we're not going to itemize. And so any medical expenses that we're going to pay aren't going to be deductible. But if you pay them from your health savings account, then they are. It's like the government paying for part of your medical costs, which is really nice. Now, if you have access to a health savings account, you know, I'm almost at, in, at the opinion that I would almost fund this before I funded an IRA. I think it's that important. Interesting. What about uh, capital losses? Can people also take capital losses? Yes. So like we talked about earlier, this has been the strangest year. Since the beginning of the year, the stock market went down, and many people thought it was going to be a bad year. 
Then, as the year went on, we got to the point of where the stock market is teetering on all-time highs. So if you sold at the bottom and you have capital losses, there may be some capital gains that you have, and you can lock those gains in before the end of the year and offset it by those capital losses that you had earlier in the year. Or at the opposite end of the spectrum, if you have gains, you know, you can offset those gains with some of the losses from the stocks that went down, but maybe never really came back. Jeff, a lot of great information each and every week here on Tax Insight. For those listeners that want to connect with you and the team at Hawkins Ash, what is the best way of doing that? I would go to our website, which is HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Jeff, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.